We stand together, united as one. Forward on we go, facing friend and foe. We will know what it is. We have not time for that. If we make mistakes, we are lost. Hello and welcome to the Alleycast with me, Steve O'Connor. Today on the Alleycast, I have once again for this third visit uh, Ben Tench, and the reason we're getting Ben Tench on today um, is that he has yet another challenge coming up. So this challenge is going to be seven marathons in seven days. Of course, carrying eighty pounds, and he's doing this for a, a number of charities, which he will cover in this podcast. So, um, yeah, so we're going to be speaking to Ben about that. In the meantime, I just want to go through um, a great weekend that we had a weekend before last. I think it probably will be when this podcast goes out, which was the Paris 10 up in Catterick. There was a phenomenal turnout uh, by the uh, GT crew there. Um, we got the GT uh, pack, uh, the GT marched squad going around, uh, and then we had a couple of people doing their own thing as well. I had the pleasure of um, of, of going around with um, Sam. Um, Sam did absolutely amazing on that, uh, as did uh, a couple of special mentions out there. Uh, Kate, Kate did amazing. Caroline also did amazing. These people doing the first Paris 10 events. Um, and you know, if I've not mentioned your name, then then really sorry, but th- there was just so many of us there. And if you go to the Gone Tabbing page, you'll be able to see the photos from that event. And hopefully, uh, we can do that again. Um, I am in the planning stages of a couple of events next year. Uh, one being the Canic Chase Ten, uh, which will be a ten-mile uh, loaded march around Canic Chase, uh, and the other one taking place hopefully in the Peak District. Those are very early in the planning stages so far. Uh, so I'm just waiting for, for permissions and things back from the Forestry Commission and the National Trust there. Um, but as soon as all the risk assessments and everything has been submitted and that is all finalised, then obviously I will I will let you know. Um, also, I'll be, as well as participants for that, I'm looking for volunteers to help me out who can marshal on the day and help out at a couple of checkpoints. Um, so yeah, so if you're interested, get in touch with me and we'll um, I will get you on the list either as a potential participant or as a volunteer on that day. We also have the return of the Black Sheep Half Marathon. Now, I've not got the date in front of me just at present, but what I'll do is I'll mention it again at the end of this podcast once I've got my shit together and I can give you the date, but it is um, early in December that we're looking at the Black Sheep Half Marathon, which um, to my recollection is three miles out to Edale to the bottom of Japers Ladder and then I think it's seven times up and down and then three miles back into Edale as well uh, covering a total of 13.1 miles or maybe a little bit over that but that is a great event absolutely free um, and if you want to turn up for that you can just give a donation on the day to the uh, Black Sheep Charities um, and I'm really, really looking forward to to taking part in in that event. As regards myself, what have I been up to? Um, yeah, well, my training probably took a bit of a dive uh, <laughs> for a few months while I was just sorting my life out. Um, but I'm back on it now. I've got a few events planned. So in a couple of weeks' time, I've got the Alton Park Duathlon, uh, which I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, 
Obviously, the Black Sheep Half Marathon, like I've mentioned. Um, I am on the waiting list for the Spine Sprint event in December. I'm number three on the waiting list, so I've got a fairly good chance of getting into that. Um, and then I've got the very final, um, um, oh, what's it called? The Mighty Deer Stalker. <laughs> Mighty Deer Stalker, which is held in the borders, which is an amazing event. I've done it once. Uh, with my son a few years ago really really enjoyed it um and it's basically a cross-country obstacle type events scree slopes um chest deep water crossings um i think there's about a quarter of a mile sort of trek actually along well through a river um and uh, and then a, a fantastic water slide at the end if i remember right and a really good party to finish that off so so i've got that coming up uh, and then i've definitely booked on the spine sprint for next summer so that's where my training is heading at the moment um so i think without further ado uh, i'm going to stop rattling on for now and we'll get over to my chat with ben Tench. So, uh, third time on the podcast. That is. Uh... It is indeed. <laughs> That's because you keep doing these daft things, mate. <laughs> well, I do believe I said on the second uh, time I was on, never again. You did. I'm, you did. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. never going to do anything like that again. And, well, here we are. Um, How's. Uh, okay, yeah. so j- j- just to sort of let everybody know, you're going for the seven marathons in seven days with, with 80 pounds again. Um, yes. But it's got a bit of a different spin on it this time. It has indeed. Um, when I took it on the first time, COVID was in full swing. So um, traveling was pretty much out of the question. So I, I did the seven marathon distances around where I lived, uh, predominantly on the roads. Um, so although difficult, the terrain was as easy as it could have been for me. Um, I didn't have any elevation in any great form. The off-road sections that I did were disused railway lines, so they were still nice and fairly level and good going. Um, So this time I thought, what can I do to make my life even more hellish? Uh, and I thought I'd throw a few of the UK's highest peaks into the mix. Um, well, pretty um, much, pretty much the three biggest ones are going into it, aren't they? So, are you starting at the top of the country and working your way down? I am indeed. Yeah, we're going to first day uh, on the 9th of October will be Ben Nevis. Right. And hopefully that day we're just going to summit Ben Nevis and come back down, weather permitting, of course. Uh, we can't do a lot to control that. Um, but then we're going to tab out um, towards Speenbridge and then take in the Commando Memorial and pretty much do the Speenbridge Speed March route. A um, uh, bit of a nod to one of the charities, the Royal Marines charity then. Um, and, uh, yeah, should be, hopefully, if the weather is good, um, should be some fantastic views um and the, the actual speed march route itself i've done a couple of times now and it's it's okay. that's a good route yeah, in yeah. itself so um but a complete mix high elevation forest trails and a good road section as well 
So just going so through that, what what is the full itinerary then over the over the seven days? Okay, so day one, as we just talked about, will be Ben Nevis. Then we're going to travel down to the Lake District and uh, take on a route that's been put together by uh, good friend John Beamson, who runs Robust Tours. He's organised that and wrecked that for me, and that's going to be Scarfell Pike. Um, <clears throat> as we're recording this, all the routes are being finalised, and I should have them back by the end of the week, and I'll be posting them up on social media. Um for people, if they want to come and join us for the day, they're more than welcome. Um, so that Scarfell Pike is the second day. Then we're going to travel across and do the Yorkshire Three Peaks. Um, and then from there, we're going to head to North Wales and tackle Snowdon on the fourth day and Cadaridris on the fifth. Uh, coming down from there, I'm going to have my recovery day. Uh, in the Shropshire Hills, as you know, will, won't be much of a recovery day at all. No. Um, and that route and the final day in Brecon are being put together by uh, Ken Jones from Avalanche Endurance Events. So you can guarantee they'll be uh, worthy of his him putting his name to them. Isn't that a bit dangerous, leaving him in charge of those? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he uh, he's assured me he'll take into account that I've done five previous days uh, marathon distance <laughs> carrying eighty pounds. He didn't elaborate on that, but yeah, yeah. You, no, you, um, you, you don't know whether he's going to take that into account, as in, oh, I'll go easy on him, or right, let's really finish him <laughs> off. Well, I'm sure they won't be uh, that easy because no. obviously they're going to be worthy of uh, his name and the Avalanche Endurance. Uh, name so uh, but yeah i'm looking forward to it the routes like i say i've left um gone tabbing legend andy thompson to sort out the snowden and cadridris routes that's his neck of the woods as anybody on gone tabbing will know um and the uh, yorkshire three peaks i put in the hands of a friend of mine orange john wilson mm. who's got his own uh, events company and he specializes in national and yorkshire three peaks okay. events right. yeah, yeah so you know I've, I've i thought that was a better option than me wrecking routes they're, they're dealing uh, pretty much everybody that i've asked to do routes has organized events in those areas yeah um so why not put that into yeah, practice you know they've all been really enthusiastic um from what i'm hearing from the zoom meetings we've had but you know they're all pretty well sorted now Excellent. with the route yeah like i say i'm just this next few days they should be finalized and i can start putting them out there yeah so you have got some good people on side there i was just there talking to our friend john beamson today because he's going to help me with another little project that i'm sort of working on at the minute as well um yeah. but yeah so a marathon distance each day 80 pounds what sort of training have you been putting in for that then have you been putting in a lot of cf training or is it, or has it really all been weighted no um i employed the services of neil skulls at performance edge coaching who i've worked with before um when gone tabin put together a team to attempt a loaded marathon record um so I've been with, uh, I've been in training with Neil now for six months. Um, 
he put together a schedule for me and a plan which is predominantly CF based mm. clean fatigue running um, with weighted tabs and runs thrown in at certain points and one of the one of the sessions he's he threw in there which I've quite enjoyed was uh, a weighted session but it's what I dubbed a ditch and don session where I start with a lightweight yeah so if it was uh, say uh, 18 miles I do six miles with 25 pounds okay. six miles with 40 pounds and then six miles back at 25 pounds okay yeah and then the next sort of ditch and don session we reverse it so i do a heavy session with a light session and then a heavy session to finish so he's really mixed me training up as well and he's thrown in some uh, circuit training and uh, movement sessions as well right um over the six months gradually with the distance increasing so i'm i'm running now usually i have one long run at, or tab at the weekend and i'm sort of 22 miles now with three weeks left to go mm. um but he's he's built me up really gradually and he's been very sympathetic to me work schedule as yeah. well because yeah. as you know my work's extremely physical i work very odd and long hours mm. at times so it hasn't always been able for me to keep to his training plan yeah, 100 yeah. i've had to switch things about move sessions um but he's been very sympathetic to that and altered things to suit me so yeah he's been well a phenomenal help in that respect because um knowing that he's had that in place and he, he's there's an app on my phone so every day it's pinging me with what i'm doing for that day or whether it's a rest day or and um, it'll email me to tell me what's coming up uh, and that's been a big help um it, it, it's definitely made me get out the door yeah yeah um, um especially with the way my work's been over mm -hmm. the summer um coming out of covid our workload probably increased by 50 percent mm. and we have fewer staff um due to labor issues so um at times it's been a, a real struggle i've been getting in sort of eight nine o'clock of an evening yeah. and then having to go out then and maybe do an hour's run or an hour's tab um so it's having having that app and having him doing the schedule and pushing me that little bit uh, yeah. getting out the door has been beneficial yeah i think that's really important as well because i've noticed that with my training in the past that if you have that real sort of rigid training schedule that you've got to stick to no matter what it becomes a bit of a chore um and it becomes really sort of difficult really easy to get sort of demotivated doesn't it because you miss a training session and then you, yeah. you probably don't fit in what you need to do and you know i was talking to um Andy Steele at the at the Palace 10 because obviously he's made a big change in his diet and things like that and we were talking about sort of how these things have got to be sustainable and you, you've, you've got to sort of you know unless, unless you can fit them around your lifestyle you're probably not going to keep to them yeah that's right that's right and um, you know um, when you when you finish work it's all too easy to come in isn't it sit on the couch with a cup of tea cup of coffee and just literally think that's it i'm not moving yeah, and yeah. um knowing what i've got lying ahead next month as well 
there's no way I can I can skip too much training. The odd day here and there, yeah, maybe, but mm. you know, I can't I can't stop missing a whole week really. Yeah. Um on a regular basis. Um because I I'm fully aware of what I've got in front of me and uh, what it's gonna take out of me. Um I mean the other in, important thing, I mean I've been eating and eating and eating. Um maybe not the best diet in the world, but this time of year I'm prone to losing a lot of weight at yeah. work, just the workload and we're we're lifting heavy equipment all day. And I sort of peak max out at about twelve stone. So normally by this time of year I'm down to ten and a half. Um and I've managed um my local supermarket must love me because sales in ice cream, donuts, <laughs> and all the bad stuff have gone through the roof for them. Um, but I've managed to keep up around that 12 stone mark through, um, because to, for anybody that um, doesn't know me, I don't carry a lot of excess weight. There's not a lot of me anyway. Mm. And, um, when I'm carrying that 80 pounds in a month's time with me water on top, I'm going to be carrying probably 90 pounds. Um, and that is over half my body weight. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, it, as the week goes on, it, it's going to be a real struggle. And uh, a friend of mine who's into dieting and nutrition has advised me or told me that, uh, planet undertaking what I'm going to, I could be using in excess of fifteen thousand calories a day. Yeah, easy. Yeah. So there's there's trying to put that much back into my body is going to be a real mission in itself. Um, luckily, um, at the weekend, uh, I was fortunate that uh, the camp commandant at Oakhampton Camp was kindly donated. Uh, more than a week's worth of uh, ration packs Excellent. to help <laughs> to help me uh, along my way. Uh, so uh, that was quite a welcome little bonus, unexpected. Um, so uh, yeah, it was a kind gesture. Yeah, um, quite 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 out of the blue. So, so you so, mentioned that um, one of the charities doing it for is the Royal Marines Charity. Um, is it what are the other charities that you're doing it for as well? Right, so we've got um, the two groups that I'm associated with, Gone Tabin and the Black Sheep. Gone Tabin's chosen charity is Pilgrim Bandits. Mm. Um, and for those that don't know, please check out their work on their website or on the Gone Tabin page. They help um, veterans and uh, and their families as well in 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 their own way. Uh, by taking them on life-changing um, expeditions when they've suffered life-changing injuries. Um, and um, they're a fantastic organisation that go on tabbing support every year and raise as much money as we can for. Um, and Black Sheep, likewise, their chosen charity this year uh, is SAFA, okay. helping out forces families. Yep. Um Again, very worthy cause, and being a part of the Black Sheep, um, 
wanted to do something for their charity. Mm. The Royal Marines charity came uh, from last year. Uh, I get, I helped support our powers. So this year I thought I'd just spread the love a bit yeah. and help the Royal Marines charity. I uh, was fortunate enough to go to one of their uh, events that some of their members were raising money for, which was a world record sled pushing weighted sled pushing attempt uh, about six weeks ago down at Limston. Yeah, so Helen was uh, involved in that, wasn't she? She was, yeah. yeah. Um, good friend of mine, Jodie Poulter. Yep. Um, she, she was on the team as well. And it was good to see them in action and smash their world record. And um, So, yeah, sort of got a little bit of a connection with them now through mutual friends. And the other charity is Curtis Palmer Programme, who take blue light services predominantly, although they do help uh, forces, uh, personnel and veterans as well, again, who've experienced traumatic or life-changing um, injuries or experiences and um, help them improve their life and well-being. And uh, my safety man uh brian tinker who's going to be with me every day on my challenge and uh hopefully in the hills with me in the mountains with me every day he does a lot of work with curtis palmer now mm. um and um i've i've been on several events raising money for them as well and and uh, when they've been pushing injured veterans up Penny Fan and yeah, yeah. things like that, uh, Frankie Vaughan and Ben Parkinson. So, um, again, I wanted to give something back to them. Mm. And um, so they're my my other charity. Brilliant. Already, already uh, even now, we've raised over £1,500 mm. uh, through Just Giving, which I've been dispersing to the charities as I've been going along. So yeah. the money's already going to work. Um, great, great support as always from the likes of yourself and Gone Tabin and Black Sheep, um, putting it all together and publicising it. And um, so, yeah, that it, it's it's been going well up to now on that front. Um, I had a promotional video filmed as so well. That was really good. Yeah, it was really good. Wasn't yeah. It was really professional. Yeah, it was. Um, done by a group of guys that I met on one of John Beamson's events, Escape the Lakes, yep. uh, when I was taking part in that, and they were the hunter force that caught me uh, <laughs> before I completed the event. <laughs> uh, and there started the connection, really. Okay. Uh, sort of followed, the, uh, followed them on social media, a group called Lakota Outdoors. Yep. And uh, when I approached them and said is there any chance i could employ you to produce a short video for me to help publicize the challenge uh within a day they got back and just said yeah that's something we can help you with um but don't worry it, we're going to help you out with that it's for four great charities and um yeah we're, we're organizing uh, a weekend uh in september um in North Wales, where we're shooting other other content for various companies, 
tag along and we'll we'll sort you out and it was uh quite interesting to see him at work mm. i've sort of never been around anything like that when it's being produced um so how they uh sort of uh got me in the snowden area and we camped for the weekend uh, just outside betsy coed and uh, yeah took me out and that day i was carrying a I think it was a 55 pound pack and the weather was 34 degrees <laughs> and they had me running up and down uh, yeah. uh, a section of uh mountain that were <laughs> by the end of it i was cream cracking honestly mate. just running up and down uh, in that heat but again looking looking at it it was a good training day as well um because we covered a fair few miles and um quite interesting they had got the drones out to follow me around and uh, put a radio on me so they could hide out a shot mm. behind the walls but could, could still uh, tell me what to do and beast me up and down the track <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it was a great experience and i uh, big shout out to them because it yeah. was a great help um my instagram following sort of doubled uh in that week that we put that video out yeah unfortunately since then the uh, original instagram has been hacked yeah yeah I've had, to, I've had to start a new one so uh which has been a bit of a blow but we're getting over that and we're getting there and uh it's it was a bit of a backward step but we'll come yeah. through it I mean, um, I, I'm going to share all the links anyway to your fundraising page on the. Um, I'll share them on the, the the Facebook page, and I'll put them in the show notes as well, and to all the sort of people who've, who've helped you and promoted as well. So if you can send me those sort of links across, I'll make sure we get those out there. Um, that'd be great. And there's been a lot, a lot of people in the background. Yeah. Uh, this, um, a lot of people in the background, and um, it I, it wouldn't have been happening without the help I've i've had on this one um my last one was a case of i organized it myself pretty much you know i was i was operating from home there's been a lot more logistics on this one um to sort out and thankfully with the help i've had it's all pulled together yeah so, I'll, I'll um i'll share the uh, gofundme page that brian tinker's got as well to buy himself seven uh, long sleeve shirts from uh, crag hoppers for the seven yeah. days <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I'm, yeah, I'm petrified uh, during the week. That um, I'm well, I'm, I'm hoping that the the weather isn't that warm that he can uh, <laughs> do any of the days in his budgie smugglers that he's famous for. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking to gain sponsorship, not um, <laughs> writing them off. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really looking forward uh, to having Brian in my corner because, yeah, as, as you know, he's got a wicked sense of humour. And um, I've been with Brian on a few events now and a few different things, staffing events. And mm. uh, yeah, um, he's always great company. And uh, I'm sure he'll rise to the occasion. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> he'll always uh, Yeah, so to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh no! You de definitely yeah, don't want to be budgie smugglers then. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, you, so you mentioned obviously you did this back in um, you, back, back in sort of COVID times as well, and that look, it did look a bit of a slog that you sort of doing it around your home territory, sort of out day by day. What what sort of what 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 did you learn on on that 
um, on on that challenge that, that you're going to bring into this one. Was there any sort of big big lessons there? Yeah, definitely admin. Yeah, you know, you you uh, carrying that weight, you can't neglect your admin, hmm. uh, especially your personal admin. Be um, being the priority, I had issues with my feet on the first challenge. Um, literally after the first day, uh, an old injury I picked up months and months before that I thought was healed properly came to the surface and hampered me during the week mm. and changed how I had to dress as regards my footwear, um, insoles, that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, the big, the big lesson as well was uh, finding kit you're comfortable in, whether it's trousers or the Bergen. Um, and again, I've been very fortunate this time that um, Andy Steele, who you mentioned at the start, was um, straight on the case in finding me uh, a Bergen supplier. Yep. And again, uh, a big shout out to Pilgrim Journey, who were quite a new kid on the block as regards Bergens and clothing. But they, from the start, they issued both me and Brian with brand new Bergens with all the trimmings um, free of charge for this challenge as a form of sponsorship. And they've been great in their support throughout. And hopefully... Um, They've uh, said some of their guys will be joining me on one, if not two of the days, um, which will be great, great to meet them finally, um, because it's all been done via email. And, you know, it'd be nice to be able to thank them in person. And, um, you know, I'm getting on really well with the kit that they've sent. I've been testing it now pretty much for six months. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've got a final £80 carry next weekend mm. just to make sure I'm just happy with everything and there's no, I haven't got to change out any any bits of the Bergen that I'm not happy with, um, which is one of the features on the Bergen is the straps are totally detachable. Yeah. Right. So you can sw just swap out the straps without having to send the Bergen away. Oh, brilliant. Really good. Um, which is a great feature, and they're adjustable on the Bergen, so you can have them as high or as low as suits, which is great because I carry a Bergen really high up mm. um, off my weight. That's how I like it. Um, so that that that's, that was a great feature, and that, things like that of what I learned on the on the first challenge. You know, I went through, I think, four Bergens on that first challenge before right. I found one that I, I found comfortable enough to do the challenge in. Um, and little things, little uh, a lot of mental uh, little things that I now pretty much do as a matter of course, um, whether they act, actually improve... Um, the way I operate, I don't know, but they work for me. Uh, when I'm out breaking, breaking the tab down into fractions, so I'm, I'm going through a section and then 
you know, whether it's quarters or thirds of the distance, and just counting the miles down from the highest denomination backwards. So when I've been doing my training, when I've got down to single figures, it's almost that, yeah, 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 you know, I'm into single figures now, and it just seems, yeah, that's manageable now. No matter how I'm feeling, I can manage that. Mm. Or even, or even breaking it down into events I've done. Yeah. Like when I get to 10, 10 miles, it, oh, that's a Paris 10. I know I can complete that. Or when you get down to your three miles, that's a park run. I do that every Saturday or, you know, and little yeah. things like that, which I found a big help. Yeah. Um, um, as regards preparation, I've, I've got my kit as squared away at the minute as I can. Um, I found out, to be honest, the best trousers that I'm, I'm tabbing in at the moment, uh, Army Issue, yeah, Multicam, yeah, they're, they're working, yep. they're here, working yeah. for me, yep. and I've got five pairs of them, yeah, you know, and I'll pick up another couple of pairs mm. before I start, and that's another big thing with me. I like to change, have a new pair of socks for every day, yeah, definitely, and, and again. There's probably no need to have a new pair of socks for every day. But again, it, it just seems to work for me. It's a mental thing. I've got a brand new pair of socks. They're not going to give me any grief. Yeah, totally. You know. Um, I've also got the the world's supply of Compede ready to go <laughs> in case I need it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hoping I don't, I don't suffer too badly with blisters normally. Um, but on an, uh, on a challenge like this, who knows? Yeah. You know, um, I've I've gone back to my old trusty uh, boot brand lower uh, boots, which again have been kindly donated by sponsor MK Mortgages, um, whose um, owner and director is a Gone Tabbing member. Okay. So he, he's he's very kindly. Um, supplied boots and socks so i've been breaking them in for the last two or three months um i do i do normally like to wear desert boots yep and i i've always got on well with lower desert boots for tabbing um but for this challenge i've gone for a pair of lower elite leather boots uh very similar to the oldberg issue army issue uh mm. boot almost identical but quite lightweight but still supportive enough around the ankle they're quite a high boot so supportive enough around the ankle for what i'm going to do um, so preparation <laughs> kit wise i'm 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 there all all me all my kit in me bergen's made up pretty much 60 pounds worth of usable kit and then the last twenty pound will be weight plates out okay. of a weighted weighted vest, okay. just because they just because they sit nicely in the, either the front or back of the burden. Mm. Um, and um, the rest of the kit is clothing, shelter, food, uh, med kit. Um, and this time I'll be carrying enough kit to cover me and. Brian Tinker, who's going to be with me, yeah, he's so. just he's just going to be carrying his essentials and food and extra water. 
otherwise any safety kit i'm going to be carrying to make me wait up um this for this challenge as well uh, a good friend of mine from devon has agreed to be our driver okay for the win yeah um and we're going to have a motor home that we're going to travel around in so if by any chance we have a late day because realistically on this i could be out on my feet for 14 maybe 15 hours um you know if the weather's bad and closes in um as you know a lot of the uh destinations we're going to the terrain state yeah yeah um 80 pounds a heavy carry if the weather's bad realistically it could add hours on to the predicted time Mm. i'd like to think i could come close to 12 13 hours but there's no guarantee of that so um we've just got to roll with that one but we made the decision we've hired a camper van so at least if push comes to shove and we've got to drive straight to the next location for the following day there's a couple of beds in the back we can get our heads down yeah um you, you know um we can cook food there and then we can look at we can basic admin is covered then yeah um so at least we're not starting the following day in rag order yeah definitely yeah i think uh, i think it's you know anything like that you just sort of make it easy for yourself you, you definitely need to have as many creature comforts as you can at the end of the day don't you for that something like that i mean food wise you know you mentioned there about, about nutrition on the day you've got the rat packs and what have you what, what are you going to be eating as you as you go around on the days um probably a lot of uh things like sausage rolls pasties flapjacks um anything like that really we will be carrying like you said the ration packs and we will have um you know your um dehydrated meals we'll be taking them as well um and what i'm hoping to do is on some of the on some of the routes um the people that are all have organized the routes have, have put in stops for me okay so the will will have water laid on and food and so i'll have enforced stops and hope so hopefully um i shouldn't be going too many miles without being able to get reasonable a reasonable meal or a reasonable amount of food inside me right. um I wouldn't, you know, at all. I wouldn't want to go much more than eight miles yeah, without yeah. having having something. Um, again, that was something I learned on my first challenge. Um, it's all too easy, especially in the earlier stages, to think, "Well, I'm not that hungry, and mm-hmm. I'll skip out, and I'll just wait till I'm halfway through and carry it that way." By that time, it's usually too late. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, I'd, I'd sort of want between six and eight miles. I'll be taking on a meal, having a brew, um, and I'll be carrying with me a flask, a coffee, or something, which I'll be carrying in my pack as well. Um, like you know, the old Stanley travel mug, yeah, just yeah. so and enough in between stops to keep me going if I want it. Okay. Cool. Water, water-wise. I'm probably going to be carrying five litres anyway. Mm. Um, 
I never used to consume a lot of water when I was tabbing, but in you know, in the last sort of twelve months, I've almost forced myself to go the opposite route, mm. and it's not unusual now even for me on uh, ten miles to to go through three liters of water now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I uh, I have up my <clears throat> water consumption a lot, so. Um, yeah, uh, Brian Tinker has put a request in that copious amounts of cake have to be supplied uh, on every day. That's yep, his thing. That's right. yep. And um, I think he's got some deal going with Tanny Castle Welsh cakes as well. <laughs> uh, he has been in touch with them, seriously. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't doubt it. So uh, I think he's got something going on there. Um, so <laughs> I'll look forward to that. Um during the week as well um but yeah loads of snacks i'll i'll have a lot of nuts i'll be carrying as well yeah um yeah. and uh the usual uh jelly babies and that sort yeah. of thing will be trouser pockets um but yeah i i will literally as i'm going be eating as much as i physically yeah. can um, just uh, it's it's funny that journey you go on, on on endurance events because when I first started a few years ago, I think my first uh, my first fan dance when I, when I, I did that, I was loaded up with energy gels and jelly babies and all that, and I've never felt so ill as I did at the end yeah. just eating that. And like now, it it is it's it's Welsh cakes, it's sausage rolls, it's a packet of jelly babies, it's loads of nuts. Like last last year on the um, on the spine sprint, which was let's say that was like fourteen hours in the end, and and you know it was just eating that eating that food and keeping yourself going and i think it's really good for you as well i think you know when you're going through them seven days to have tinker with you as well to um to, to remind you to eat and to remind you to drink yeah. because once you get in the zone i think after sort of three or four days it, it's easy to just go now i'm fine i'm all right i'll just crack on isn't it and i'm just, just not taking yeah. anything in and you're going to pay for it later aren't you? Yeah. you just and what i find doing the challenge the first time you get to about that 16 17 mile point in the marathon distance when all the little owies start and all the niggles start coming to the surface then and obviously then it sort of goes out your head a little bit how hungry or how thirsty you really are because you're starting to hurt a lot more mm. um so yeah that is really going to be a key issue during that week is just food, food, food. Yeah. Um, and in the evenings as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, um, it'll be one of those situations where we won't be able to eat enough, really. Yeah. Um, and, and again, um, just having that ability with the motorhome to cook as soon as we finish, have some proper food um, in the evenings. Uh, will be a godsend. Yeah, 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 most definitely, most definitely. And I was, um, I was going to say that. I said, I think when people sort of look at these events as well, and people look at the sort of things that that I do, which you know, I've not, I've never done sort of seven marathons in seven days, but they tend to think that you know you've done all these events, you've done the training, you find it easy, and you're not having those mental battles at sort of sixteen, seventeen miles. That's going just stop now. There's no need to do yeah. this anymore. And it's still there, isn't it? You still get all that. Oh, without a doubt, yeah, you, you get it just as much yeah. as somebody that's t doing their first Paris 10 or, yeah. you know, it, it's always still there because your body 
doing any endurance event, your body's telling you to stop from pretty much the minute you set off, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why are you doing this? Yeah, you fool. Um, and, and that's what, I mean, it, the biggest part of it is the mental side of it. Mm. it, it it's not the, the physical side, because like you've said, you've done it nine times out of ten, you've been training for your event, you've put the work in, and but you've never put yourself under the mental pressure of doing the event. So, yeah, the, the mental side of it is the biggest thing. And I know I did the last time. You, you do start to doubt yourself. You do start to think, well, have I bitten off more than I can chew? Am I going to finish this? And then you get that added pressure of, if you're raising money for charity, well, I don't want to lose the charity down. What happens if I don't finish? What are people going to think? You know, I've been pushing the challenge for so long, or I've been pushing, I've been doing this event. And it does all weigh and add up. And it, as much as people say, shut it out, you can't. Mm. You know, especially if you're on your own, doing an event or you're tabbing on your own because you've got all those hours in that day on your own in your own headspace with your own thought and sooner or later the, the doubts are going to come there in, in some form or another yeah um you know and i found previously people sending you text messages little video clips during the day all those little things to help just to you know what yeah these people believe in me these people are telling me i can do it i can you know um you know there's always doing any type of endurance event you're always going to have it in the back of your head and what happens if i get injured and that sort of thing and and that, and, and that really is beyond our control to a certain extent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. You, 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 you can't predict the weather. You can't predict a fall. And as as you know, uh, as well as uh, the Gone Tabbing community, I do have a reputation for falling over. Um, so, you know, it's likely to happen more than once during the seven days. Uh, but, you know, you've just got to push through it. And as... As the mountain here, Nimsdai, has coined that, the phrase on one of his social media pages, when you think you're really exhausted, you're, you, your body's telling you you're only 40% knackered. You, you know, you've still got more in the tank. And you have. And if you can push through that and tell yourself, I can do this, even when your body's telling you you, you shouldn't, you know, you can push yourself a lot harder than you thought possible. Totally. It is there. Yeah. It, yeah. it is. It is. And it, it's that survival yeah. instinct that's telling you to give up because I'm just sort of, I'm putting together a, a, an online course at the minute for, for sort of the middle-aged guy who's sat on the couch. And I think one yeah. of the things I'm going through at the minute is, is talking about that and the fact that, you know, that, that voice inside your head which is telling you to stop is the voice that's keeping you in your comfort zone because, and it's a, it's a, it, it, it's a primitive voice in that what it's saying is like there's a saber-toothed tiger outside 
<laughs> that's going to eat you up. Yeah. So yeah. So stay in. Exactly. Be safe. Be comfortable. Keep away from it. And you'll be absolutely fine. And and it's it's you know it's it's hundreds of thousands of years of training that you've got inside your brain there that's telling you not to not to get out of your comfort zone and to and to not to put yourself in danger and not to hurt yourself. But like you say, you know, it is. You know, I think Goggins also alludes to that sort of forty percent, doesn't he? When you're knackered, it's it's only you're only forty percent of the way there. And I think yeah, it's definitely true. And I've seen it on events yeah. that you know. And, and I've seen it on events where I've got to that point where I'm absolutely knackered and I can't go any further and you push through it and then suddenly you almost get the second wind and it, it's like you're starting all over again. Your body's just, it, it's just, you're just back with it, aren't you? Yeah, and I mean, a prime example of that was on the commando shuffle at the weekend, one of my teammates, um, you know, he, he, he had struggled on some of the hillier sections on the way round, and we got to the final checkpoint, which was six miles from home. And the last six miles on the shuffle were some of the worst. A lot of navigation, lots of babies' heads to negotiate. And he he was sort of having an R in at the last checkpoint. Do I go on? I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm, you know, I've been struggling. And um, literally, the sweeper was coming up the road, and the checkpoint people said, "Right, as soon as he gets into the checkpoint, you've got to decide if you if you're not going to leave and at least stick with him, you've got to get on the bus." And um, this guy was like, "Sod it, I'm going to do it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when and when he finished, and I said, I asked him, "How how do you feel?" He said, "I'm so glad that I did push on." And at least complete it. Yeah. He said never again, just like <laughs> I did last year. But the following morning when we were having breakfast, he was already talking. You know what? I think I can actually beat that time Yeah. yeah. next year. Yeah. Come, I'm going to come back next year, train harder, and I'm going to beat that time, um, which was great to hear. Yeah. You know, it, it obviously hadn't spoiled his event by pushing himself that hard. Yeah. Yeah. It, it hasn't spoiled his uh, enjoyment of it in the long run. So, um, so, so talking about the the challenges, obviously you've got the charities that you're doing it for this time. But how important is it for you to set yourself these big challenges every year? Because it seems to be every year you you, you know you, you've got some of the big thing that you're doing, and it's clearly not just the charity aspect there. That that's a, an addition to it as well. It, that there's got to be something put some sort of importance to you on that as well. Yeah, I think. Because I came to the the sort of tabbing and endurance events in quite late on in life, I'm 46 now. Um, so, and I've only been a member of Gone Tabbing for sort of just just under three years. So, I, it, it, this sort of event and this, doing these things is something I wish I'd sort of been involved with when I was in my twenties and. Uh, a lot younger, a lot maybe fitter, and uh, could have re- not that I'm not pushing myself, but maybe could have gone that little bit further mm. than I do now. And it's like we were talking about the comfort zone, just and your, your mind telling you to stay in your comfort zone. Um, I think deep down, perhaps I'm not happy staying at that one level yeah and like i said i said at the beginning of the recording i said to you to you last year after i did the challenge never again yeah, yeah i'm yeah. not going to do that yeah 
but here here I am and it, it perhaps it's not happy I'm, I'm not content with being at that level yeah and I want to do something to push myself further and see where my limit is yeah um because at the minute I don't truly know where my limit lies mm. um maybe this will be it I don't know yeah 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 um but I want to find out yeah. um and hopefully I'll complete this. I'm going to give it everything I can, and uh, hopefully it all goes well and yeah. nothing untoward, and it all goes to plan. If it doesn't, um, will I be disappointed? Of course I will. Uh, I want to. I want to complete it. I want to raise as much money for the charities as I can, and um, completing it is a big part of that. But. Would I be disappointed with my own performance if I've reached my limit? I've reached my limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've done all I can. And will I be happy with that? Probably not at the time. Mm. But a month down the line, will I look back and think I give it all I could and I couldn't do any more? Yeah, I think I will. Yeah. Um, and that's what I like to set myself. Mm. I like to see can I find that new limit. Um, and literally, um, a week after I do this challenge, um, I'm doing a 60 K ultra with John Beamson. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that'll be my first proper ultra event. Whether, but I'll be in any fit state to do it after the challenge is another matter. But again, it'll be my first ultra event yep. proper. I'm, I'm going to be running it clean fatigue and I want to put in a good time for that. Yeah. Um, I've also entered uh, an Avalanche Endurance Events Trident okay. for January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, I, I've never I've never done a Trident. So, yeah. again, that's something that will push me to a limit. Yeah. Um, it, is, and, uh, yeah. It, it is amazing what your body can do. quite a difference. Yeah, it's amazing what your body can endure. Because last year when I did the spine sprints, I finished that and I was absolutely screwed at the end. I was knackered, but the weekend after the spine sprints, I was already signed up for Trident. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I rocked, um, and I rocked up, and I did that. And yeah, you 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 do recover and you get out there and do it. And I think another thing, like in my personal life, I mean, I I I work with a lot of people that are a lot younger than me, uh, and. Um, I think doing these events proves to myself that in a roundabout way, I can push myself as hard as people that are a lot younger than me as well. Yeah. And the age, the age isn't a barrier and it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, No, you know, just apply yourself, train regularly and live reasonably well and you like good diet and, you know, don't abuse yourself too much. Um, as I used to, yeah, and um, you know, and you can you, you can push yourself hard, and you, you can do these events, which may seem out of reach, you know, if if you're new to this type of thing, and um, but they're really not, no, they're really not, and I think that's the great thing about the Gone Tabbing Group. There's so many different abilities there, um. And as as we saw at the Paris Ten, a lot of new Gantabin members, a very mixed ability group, and we wanted to go round as a squad. 
it was clearly evident that we we weren't going to keep together but those members that weren't at that pace smashed their own goals completed the event set themselves new personal bests yep. and so it is there it's out there and people can achieve it and it um it is, and I think I think one of the the great sort of untold secrets about endurance events and sort of being at our age is that we're at the perfect age to actually do them, um, and we've not yeah. we've not done them when we were young because you know I think we had, we had that sort of explosive strength when we were sprinters, and if you look at a lot of the the younger guys, you know, and I've, I saw it this year when I I went down to the to the fan dance and I was just there sort of taking photos. There was a lot of the younger guys who were really really struggling on that, whereas you know the the sort of middle aged guys like like us we've you know we we've got that mental strength now to go out and do that and and it's easy to think i think in your sort of mid 40s that yeah you're, you're sort of coming to the end of the road and you're old and, and you're decrepit and what have you but the way i look at it now is that you know i don't look at it as a sort of your entire life if you look at your productive life which you know you probably start your productive life when you're about 18 because before that you, you know you're just a child almost taken from society and these days, you know, 80 is a reasonable age to live to. In your mid-40s, you're not even halfway through your productive life. If you keep, no, if you keep no, yourself right. fit, you can keep going until you're 80 and, and beyond. And, you know, we, we've, seen, we've seen guys on the fan dance in the mid-70s finish that race. Yes, yeah. And that, uh, and that is really mind over matter, isn't it? Yeah, totally. You know, they're telling themselves, yeah, there's no barrier for me to be doing this. And, yeah, yeah. But Hopefully, yeah. I'll be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's that's my plan, you know, and that, that's what I've said now. And I've got a couple of a couple of clients that, that I'm sort of coaching for sort of performance and and careers and things at the minute. And I'm I'm talking to them now, and you know, they said, well, "What's your goal?" And it's it's always to still be mobile and still be able to get out and do stuff. And when, when I'm 70, yeah. 80, 90, 100, hopefully, if you know, if yeah. if, if when I'm a hundred, all I can do is walk down the local park. That's a lot more than you know other people are doing at that age. And that's, yeah, that's where I'm at really. Look, mate, um, been great speaking to you. So, do you want to give us the dates when your challenge starts? Yeah, it's uh, the 9th, Sunday the 9th of October. Yeah. That's, and that starts at Ben Nevis. Yeah. And I run I run through till uh, Saturday the 15th okay. of October. And we're finishing doing a route that's going to take in Penny Fan on the Brecon Beacons. Brilliant. Uh, so, full week, seven marathons, seven days, carrying the 80 pound. Um, which you know, hopefully, all will all go well, and um, I'll be stood at the top of Penny Fan at uh, a reasonable hour on yeah. Saturday, uh, ready to come down and enjoy a beer afterwards. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's soon approaching now. As we're recording this, it's only three weeks away, yeah. and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the nerves are starting to just creep in a little bit, you know. It's, of course, yeah. yeah. Finally dawning, it's crept upon me and it's, it's here, but I've prepared as well as I can. Um, I don't think I could have trained any harder. Yep. I couldn't. Have, I, I certainly wouldn't have done anything much different to what I've, I've done to prepare. Um, I've had great people around me, and I know I've got the support of the groups I'm a member of. Yeah uh before and um, during the challenge so um 
yeah, I couldn't have wished for a better build-up to it, really. Um, yeah, it's gone well, and um, look forward to starting now. Yeah. Uh, so, if anybody yeah. wants to join you on any of the days, just get in touch with you through Gone Tabin or yeah, Gone Tabin or Facebook or Instagram. Um, they'll uh, they'll find me preferably through at the minute Facebook and the yeah. Gone Tabin or Black Sheep pages. Excellent. The routes. The routes will be uh, should be being published by sort of the middle middle of September. Yeah. So um, yeah, there's routes starting at Ben Nevis. We come down through the Lake District, Scarfell Pike, Yorkshire Three Peaks, Snowdon, Cadderidris. So both of those are North Wales. Yep. Then down the Shropshire Hills. And then down to the Brecon Beacons. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, I'm I'm definitely going to join you on one of the days anyway. Um, I'm not sure which one yet. I just need to sort of see what I'm doing as regards work-wise. But either Shropshire Hills or Penny Fan, I'm, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll get down and join you for one of them. Um, like I say, well, I'll put all the links to all the people who've supported you um, on the uh, show notes. So if anybody wants to go and have a look at those, you can do that. Um, I'll put the link to your fundraising page on there as well. And yeah, your, your Instagram page, which is that Ben Ten Seven Seven Eight O, is it? It is. It is. That's my new Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So, so on yeah. Instagram, Ben Ten Seven Seven Eight O, and all the details are on there as well. But I'll make sure that we get all, all the details. Like, say, everybody's at supporting you, John Beams and everybody on there as well. Robust tours yeah. and uh, make sure that you can get, give them some support as well. It's been brilliant speaking to you, mate. Um, I yeah, always really enjoyed it, mate. And uh, it was good to see you at the Paris Ten. Really enjoyed the Paris Ten this year. It was it. Yeah, I've, I've I've enjoyed that more in the last couple of years, and then when I've actually been competing yeah. for a time in it. Yeah. Two years ago, I was literally just a spectator taking photos and yeah. uh, doing the squatted tab. This year was yeah. Yeah. It was brilliant. Well, even even for me this year, I thought I'm going to turn up to the Paris Ten. Uh, I'm not there for myself. I'm going to get there's new people there. I'm going to spend a bit of time with them and, and get anybody round if I can and, and speak to people. And it was it was one of the best Paris Tens I've done. Really enjoyed it. Just sort of taking my time, going round, helping other people. And yeah, it, yeah. it was was a really good, really good day. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks very much, mate. Uh, like I say, pleasure as all. I will. Uh, I'll let you know what day I'm. I'm going to come down and see you. You'll probably not be in the mood to sort of chat anyway, but we'll we'll be there. <laughs> I'm, be I'm sure. I'm sure I'll be all right. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, Cheers, right. mate. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Take care. We stand together, united as one. Forward on we go, facing friend and foe. We will know what it is. We have not time for that. If we make mistakes. We are lost.